You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pokes, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. Uh, I don't want to do this next movie. <laughs> wow, why not? I'm just kidding. I actually do. It's a prank. It's a quick prank. I think we need to look up the word prank. No. April Fool's late? Um, this is a mini-sode, our opportunity to let you in on what we plan to do for the next episode. Uh, as always, we tend to do a full-length film. That's a live-action or feature film adaptation of a comic book in print. Or formerly in print, right? Right. I think... I gotta make sure people know what this podcast is if they tune in. Yeah, we're only um, 80 episodes... Technically 160 episodes in. <laughs> Not counting pilot projects. Yes, so fingers crossed that people are, are just now figuring out what it's about. Uh, you Hopefully you were here last week when we did Man of Steel, or otherwise that means we watched that movie for no reason, and that would be deeply upsetting to me. It wasn't, yeah, and it, if wasn't, you don't, it wasn't a great experience. If you haven't tuned in, let me cliff note it for you. Uh, that was a movie. Mm-hmm. I think. If, I think if you aggregate our, you know, our differences in opinions and our agreements and our general um, apathy towards the film as a whole, I think we can all agree that that film happened. Yes, it did, and it was sponsored by Sears, IHOP, and I think Chevrolet. They bought it. Never, <laughs> never will you watch a movie. And have there be a shot of a man getting out of his car to go to work at IHOP, wearing an IHOP shirt, and then shot it like a Dutch angle up so you can see the IHOP sign just so they can show us that planes are flying into a city. There's no other way to do it. It has to be right at an IHOP sign. I mean, it basically meant that the, you know, the, the cinematographer, you know, all the production staff had to be like, hey, guys, today's the first day of our nine-day IHOP shoot? Yeah. Is everyone ready? They we're, shut that fucking eye up down. <laughs> the eight people who ate there were really mad that they couldn't get uh, whatever the fuck they saw at IHOP. I hear Look, burgers. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I I can't get my my pancakes today because you're shooting a Superman movie. I don't. That sounds like a like a made up lie. Is this uh, is I, this like that Ashton Kutcher show? Are you, are you guys punking me? I just want some uh, look pancakes. This is bullshit. Strawberries. I came for some microwaved eggs that cost four dollars than regular eggs, and you're telling me that that IHOP is closed because I just came from Denny's and I was refused service there because apparently they're filming a Green Lantern. <laughs> you know, I think I'm starting to pick up on a trend. <laughs> I tried to get a Mountain Dew, but the machine was out of order because they were filming Transformers. And I swear to God, if I go to White Castle and I can't get a fucking slider because they're doing a Plastic Man prequel, then I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> oh, where is a Plastic Man movie, you know? Thanks, thanks everyone for tuning in to my character, um, Angry IHOP Guy. Uh, well, it just feels like for... Angry Chain Restaurant Guy. <laughs> sure? Bad Chain Restaurant. <laughs> You're telling me I can't get a suitcase full of hamburgers? Fuck you, Harold and Kumar. <laughs> um, but we are moving on to a, our next film, and as we tend to do, we're swapping comic book. What'd you call them? I was going to say like studios. Is that right? I guess uh, comic book publishers. Publisher. We'll publish. We, we are swapping comic book publishers from uh, DC back over to Marvel. Um, 
actually really old Marvel and technically not MCU. Nope, that's Free right. MCU. So far back that this company used to be its own company. Now it's not anymore. <laughs> 20th Century Fox no longer technically exists as a company. It's a subsidiary of Disney. Uh, yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, we are in the realm of uh, uh, Marvel's in the realm of uh, reacquiring the rights to do X-Men. Am I mistaken on that? They, they the deal went through, so they now own 20th That's Century right. Fox, and they got back the rights to Fantastic Four and all the characters they sold, and the X-Men and all the characters they sold. Plus, I think they got back the rights to do a Daredevil movie. Oh, thank God. Mm-hmm. They have to wait two years, though. <laughs> That was part of the Netflix clause. Uh, but but this film takes place all before that. Uh, all before there really was a... Yeah, before um, Iron Man 2. Or before Iron Man, I mean. Like, back in the nascent days of comic book movies. And their quote-unquote realistic take on superheroes. Now, this comes uh, from a long, extremely long series of Marvel cinematic um films that um probably next to uh, spider-man i think probably like, like maybe spider-man batman and this franchise both for length and for rapid shifts in quality yes yeah true <laughs> never has three sets of uh or three different franchises been dumped on quicker than these terrible films uh this is directed by Brian Singer, a man who yikes. should questionably not be allowed to continue to work in Hollywood. Uh, Triple yikes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're talking about X2 X-Men United, which honestly looking back is kind of a clumsy title. Uh, Could not be a worse way to say it's X-Men 2. Yeah, really. It's kind of like when they, they fucked up all the Alien movies by being like, hey, this one's Alien. This one's Aliens. Oh, cool. We got a pattern going on. This is the this is Alien 3. Oh, fuck you. And now fuck Alien Resurrection. Good luck figuring out where this one goes. Uh, um, I feel like this would be like naming a movie like Die 2, Die Hard, again. You know what I mean? Like United, yeah. Yeah, you can't really just like include the name of your film, like an abbreviation of it, followed by the name of the film again. It's a very clumsy way, like... B2, Batman's back. <laughs> yeah, uh, directed by uh, Brian, Sin- Brian Singer, um, a human monster that we've given too much power. Yes. Um, Which I feel like when I was in college, I remember a guy I knew uh, met Brian Singer. He was like in the film department. And he met him and he said he was super creepy towards him. And I was like, whatever. And now looking well, back, I feel like I really should have listened to that guy's story more because that was like in the early 2000s. I mean, there have been there have been uh, accusations against him, like going back to like the late nineties. Oh yeah, going back uh, to I, I believe there was one right before this movie came out. There yeah, was yeah. An accusation been... of him uh, sleeping with a minor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Allegations, uh, pretty much plaguing him his entire life, uh, but not stopping him from making about a thousand films. Yeah, he's a, he's a real um, Roman Polanski, where you're just like, I don't understand how people keep giving him money. <laughs> you know, like I give people like his movies. Still, though, what's interesting is uh, uh, X Two generally is considered to be one of the more popular. This was the same phenomenon with Spider Man, where everyone really liked the first of the franchise but the sequel actually managed to outshine the original which is uh i think saying something because it's not extremely extremely common with um no, franchise you, you, yeah films, usually the second version of a, the, the sequel is never as good for example d2 uh die harding again 
That's not as good as the original. Um, D two delayed in an airport. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, basically turbulence. The movie. Um, <laughs> also, there's a guy with a gun. Uh, yeah, but it is rare, especially in comic book films. Usually, the second film never seems to be quite as good as the first. Yeah, I guess comic we, book films though maybe the exception. Now that I think about it, because like Captain America gets better as it goes on, but Iron Man yeah. didn't. Thor I got mean, better Thor... as it went on, in the sense that one of the only one of them is good. <laughs> Eventually, one is good. <laughs> yeah, that's less of getting better and more like just playing the odds. <laughs> but X two has a ton of returning cast of the original X. Uh, I keep wanting to say X one. That's yeah. probably your fucking title. That's not what the movie's called. X Men. X one. X Men. No Although extra I will say adjective. in their defense, in, the, in their defense, you can't really name the first movie in your franchise x1 not knowing if you will ever be able to make no, a second one ballsy that's what ballsy people do like when you go to something that says first annual you're like ooh, you're really tempted ooh. fate here uh but hugh jackman patrick stewart ian mckellen halle berry i think, you know, yeah, all, I think all, everybody came back who was in the original. all the heavy hitters yeah um except for uh, come back for this i think maybe the guy who plays Sabretooth might be different or i might have made that up so let's just skip this because i don't actually know what i'm talking about so as well as the addition of, I think Alan Cumming comes in as Nightcrawler in this one. I, I don't know. Yeah, the yeah, he's he's in. <laughs> yeah, he is definitely an X two. Uh, I think most people also talk about the intro to this movie being the, their their favorite. The uh, the White House uh, Nightcrawler fight sequence. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's actually pretty cool. I, I think this yeah. one is uh, definitely better than X Men, which if you haven't listened, we did the X Men a long time ago. Um, it doesn't age well, I don't think, but I feel like X2 maybe has a better chance of aging well. Like, the costumes feel less ridiculous, and, like, the bad one-liners that were in the original script that somehow made it into the original movie, like the, what happens to a frog when it's struck by lightning. Oh. Ugh. That has got, why is that not one of our shirts yet? You I, know? yeah, well, because I feel like there's got to be eight billion of those on the, like, if you type that in, there's got to be, like, a thousand shirts you know what? Well, we can make a variation on it. What happens, you know, what happens when a yoga instructor is struck by lightning? Same thing as... Yes. <laughs> That's on the back. You that, know? that one feels that one feels very aggressive, though, towards yoga instructors. <laughs> they all feel aggressive towards someone. Um, but I'm excited to do X2. I think we've got... Uh, I think we've got a chance to return to a, a, a sort of pre, pre-modern superhero era, which sounds crazy being that it's only like fucking 2000... Three, I think, um, where where uh, a a rosy cheeked uh, Ben is graduating from high school. Um, you see the way he tries to like bring up his age because he's younger than me, so he just wants everyone to know it. Oh, I'm I'm four years younger than you. I'm going to bring it up again. Um, no, I'm not. Hey, bitter. Exci- Why do you ask? I'm excited to cover that. I am not excited to talk about uh, Brian Singer, so I think we'll make this mini so the last time that we ever... Yeah, I, I think we will just avoid bringing him up during the actual uh, discussion of the film. I think that's probably the best way to do it. Never speak of the monster. So, folks, while I have you here... Oh, uh, yes. Because this is the only time here. me and Ben talk, guys. I don't know if you know that. Our friendship mm-hmm. only exists during Not Another Origin Story episodes. Yeah, between episodes, I mostly just text Fury at him for existing. I mm-hmm. we, we have a we have an intense hatred for each other. Um, we have uh, a rule: if we ever see each other in public, we're not supposed to address each other. We just pretend yeah, we're we strangers. Like, we have like an old west kind of rivalry going on, where you know I'll walk into a room and he'll be there, and you know one of us will turn and be like, "You son of a bitch!" 
Um, but on podcasts, of course, we are. Uh, oh, we're like best of friends. We're like that scene in Predator where they still say "son of a bitch," but it feels like friendship. Yeah, there's sort of an upturn at the also, end. Also, son we, of a bitch. Yeah, we also both have. We're like ripped as shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we always do the Predator handshake. It's oh like, yeah, and it's people around are just like, "Oh my god." Because we're very pale, so it's <laughs> it looks terrible when so, we're, we're greased up. Pugs, the joke we just made uh, went on too long and no one asked for it. And uh, I'm going to use that as a segue to talk about uh, this f- upcoming Todd Phillips, Joaquin Phoenix Joker film. Yeah, uh, I am very confused by this entire thing. I don't get it. I- I'm-, I'm a little on the fence because if you just devoid of any relationship to a comic showed me this trailer... You know, the character of Joker didn't exist. This was just the trailer for a movie. I'd be like, huh, interesting. You know, I listened to Joaquin Phoenix read the phone book at me. I think he's great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he can play know, crazy. He looks really I, weird, though, in this. 100% I think he can play crazy. The, the, the shots in this, like, weird, like, sort of, like, pseudo-New York in the 70s kind of thing, I'm digging all of that. But when we cut back down to reality... It's one of, like, nine Joker projects currently in the works. Like, we're getting more Leto Joker yes, which is in the insane. near future, which is crazy. And then we're getting, like, this sort of, like, of all things, an origin story of the Joker is something that the comics have distinctly avoid yeah, definitively the, 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 ever the telling. The closest you'll ever get, I think, who knows if they've done something different since, like, the new 52. But the closest you ever got was uh, a killing joke, which basically is an origin story, but... There's not, like, a lot to it. Like, he has a traumatic event in his life. His skin gets turned white. He goes insane. That's basically it. You know, there's not, like, a lot to it. Like, you don't see him adopting the Joker. Like, being like, ooh, I should wear a purple suit. You know, there's not, like, like a montage or anything. It's just, like, basically, like, here's the two events that happened. And that's, like, as close as they've ever really gotten um, as far as, like, explaining his origin. And I think that's good, because I don't really need to know too much. You know what I mean? I, I yeah. feel like he's... I, I, I liken him to uh, the xenomorphs in the alien universe. I don't want to know where they come from. Like I, I don't need to know. There are so many times where an origin story is deeply unnecessary. I mean, um, uh, uh, I, I can think of a number of, of times that there's that old Patton Oswalt bit where he complains about the prequel movies before they come out, talking about how he's not interested in learning where Darth Vader grew up. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, I think that's a good example because it's like, I just need him to know, I just need to know he's evil. I don't want a backstory. I don't need to know fact, why he became evil. Nolan's Joker, by many people considered one of the better interpretations of the Joker, mm-hmm. Uh, uses the idea that his origin story is a mystery as a joke itself. Like he talks yeah. about it constantly and changes it constantly. It's always just meant to be a point of intimidation. It's never meant to be real. It's never meant to be his exposure of his vulnerable self. Um, and it's also odd because I don't know. Like I'm not against like an anti-hero story or a story of like criminals, you know, or people becoming criminals. But this idea that I have to go for a ride with a psychopath yeah like that's the thing that gets me is it's like it's it's not like you're like oh it's um it's like usual suspects where you're like following a group of criminals committing a crime and you're you're like oh okay yeah i'm kind of like with these guys in a way because i don't want them to die they were just stealing stuff and you have something but this is like straight up a man who commits mass murder for no other purpose than just to be like isn't life zany you know what i mean and yeah it's like it's like I don't I can't root for this character because he's the epitome of like 
mental illness and dangerous mental illness. So it's like, I, I can't be like, yeah, I get it. I too often go insane for no reason. It's just yeah. very odd. Following the story of a white guy who is ostracized for some mysterious reason based yeah. on the trailer i don't know because it's handsome joaquin phoenix well it feels like uh, the reason is is because he's dressed like a clown on the middle of the street trying to sell like stereos so it's like man i feel like you kind of open the door on your own for this who, who snaps and you know uh and 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 commits a bunch of atrocities i mean unless there's some exploration of like the fragility of the human experience. Like, what am I going to get out of? Well, I think I, this is... The, I'm kind of lost, honestly. The thing on, that gets me is, is like, all right, what's what's interesting about the Joker as a character? The whole point of the Joker is he had a traumatic experience in his life where he lost, like, the only people he loved. What's, the, what's Batman? A man who lost the only people he loved. They both have, like, a psychotic break. One of them decides to go insane and be like, I'm going to stop crime. As if, like, one person can just stop crime. And the other person is like, I'm going to show that life is, like, the humor in life is the fact that it's, like, unpredictable and terrible. And you just have to learn to laugh at it because that's the only sane response to living in an insane world. And that's what makes them, both of them, interesting as, as like, a villain and a hero, is they're the same person. This is a movie about a character who has no other person. Like, there's no Batman in this movie, so I, I don't really care about the Joker without the Batman. You know what I mean? It's yeah. It's like it's like here's a movie about Doctor Doom becoming Doctor Doom minus the Fantastic Four. It's like okay, but why do I care? Doctor Doom's a great character and he's very interesting in the Fantastic Four mythos. But what do I need a movie about? Like without the heroes, I'm just watching a bad guy succeed, and then what's the end of that? Like he wins, so it's like a downer. Not, okay, but that's not really a movie. Not to mention, but. This movies like this aren't even like technically like a prequel. It's a literal origin story to a character and that's even... never going to appear again. And yeah, exactly. Unless that. this movie also, does like insanely well, they'll never make another one of these movies. The movies we cover typically have to fit their origin story into the first, you know, twenty to thirty minutes, and then they have to fucking move on yeah. to 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 a story arc that might have some more excitement, some some more character development, some more energy to it. We have. As far as I can tell, just probably like an hour of him being like harassed, and then he puts makeup on, and it yeah, I imagine I imagine half the movie is going to be about like his mental I know, illness, and then the other. Half I know that we're Joker. essentially reviewing a movie before it comes out, which is not really you know yeah. apt. But uh, I just I, I don't follow what I'm supposed to be getting out of this because yeah, we, we there I, I looked it up. There was um, I don't know if this is a d- definitive list, but. Of the accepted attempts at an origin story, there was um, the 1951 Batman uh, 168 that had the whole Red Hood thing. There was mm-hmm. the Killing Joke that has a whole sequence that's sort of like a take on the Red Hood thing. There's the 1989 Batman movie that we did on this very podcast mm-hmm. that sort of has him shooting Bruce Wayne's parents as a younger, like, you know, mob associate yeah uh lovers and madmen house of uh, there's a house of hush there's uh, uh year zero there's a bunch of these things that have come out and they're all sort of generally accepted as like ingredients of the joker but no one has ever like said i've written it this is canonically the joker story so yeah as you say i mean the killing joke technically took place out of canon and it was just so popular that they adopted it because like at the time yeah. there was still a batgirl comic and then right. he paralyzes her in the comic and killing jokes. So they were like, 
Well, this is like an... And there's like speculation that Batman... There's like a whole thing, if you ever go online. People speculate whether or not Batman kills Joker at the I end of that comic. It's, it's for the best. You really should avoid it. It's a terrible place. <laughs> uh, just download podcasts and porn. That's the only thing you need from the internet. Uh, but it, that's like a thing that they, is they talk because at the end of the comic, if you've never read it, uh, Joker tells this joke and Batman and Joker both start laughing. But at the end, it's only Batman laughing. Like the laughter of the Joker stops and Batman just keeps laughing. And so people speculate that it's either supposed to be like Joker like is like unnerved by Batman laughing or Batman just killed the Joker, like yeah, strangled him to death or whatever. And so it's like a thing. So it was always sort of like an Elseworlds thing, but it's sort of just become the accepted origin but i figured with the new 52 they would take a dump on it because they took a dump on everything else uh with their <laughs> multiple relaunches of crap but uh enough enough wild uh, uh pessimistic speculation about the joker uh some interesting news uh captain marvel is now officially a billion dollar movie oh it hit it all right i, I looked a couple days ago and saw it was at like 990 million and i was like "Ooh, it's gonna make it it's, it's gotta make 10 more million dollars before it leaves theaters far as i know that makes captain marvel the first female-led movie to hit a billion dollars i believe so yeah that would definitely i mean it's definitely the first female superhero movie and i can't i mean there's only like three movies that have ever made or six or seven movies or whatever that have made over a billion dollars so yeah pretty I'm, cool. I'm, i am i'm impressed too because it excited it, it didn't seem like it got that great of reviews but i'm hoping i think its reviews were warm mediocre i think you're yes. right i think i think a lot of if, if you exclude that, the ones that were like obviously written by people who are afraid of women yep if you exclude those and what's even more interesting to me is i i predicted you know internally that the movie might not do super hot both because of that very reason uh but also because i don't know like captain marvel you know like originally captain america wasn't a character that necessarily is one that has the the name recognition of like a spider-man or a batman mm-hmm. or you know whatever yeah so I, mean, I was Captain wondering Marvel is definitely uh, i would say like low on the totem pole because technically shazam the character that is recently going to have a movie come out his actual character name was captain marvel up until like four years ago and they yeah, changed it to shazam because that was the name branding of the in there and confusion so i don't know but um it seems like it has gone well. So well, I'm hoping uh, this is a good sign for, you know, the same way that, like, Black Panther, you're hoping this is, like, a sign to uh, movie studios to be like, you can make movies not about random white dudes, you know? Which I think is good overall, because, I, I, you know, I like more stories. So I'm hoping that means yeah. we'll get more female, more female comic book movies, more minority comic book movies, because there's tons of great characters out there that I feel like would have never gotten a movie. But hopefully, I know that I don't know if you've seen they greenlit the Scarlet Witch movie so much so that they're talking about casting Rachel Weisz, and I think they just picked up David Harbour supposed to be in it. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, side so note, they're, they're Captain Marvel's uh, uh, also had a female director. Yes. Yeah. So. Um, just all i think it's also more importantly in a more functional sense is there is is an indication to movie studios that you don't have to just you know uh flip through your 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 your, you know your uh your directory of 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 directors to call and just go past hmm i'm gonna flip past Zack snyder yeah Uh, i think that's been the great thing about marvel is they've even the like the male directors they've picked they've picked very bizarre directors you know the guy yeah, who did co- Thor Ragnarok, whose name I can't pronounce right. Um, we've covered that a couple of times. Where yeah. Marvel has been digging into like indie directors with a, a few interesting movies out of their chops. I was gonna say if you if you look at the Russo brothers, 
their career was producing community happy endings and one other comedy and then they did the they did captain america civil war it's like insane like these guys were just tv producers and they directed episodes of those tv shows so i think it's cool that marvel's kind of opening the door to be like let's get more random people in you know not just go with like you said the same seven people who seem to direct every like action film yeah um all right well with that i think we've uh covered everything we yes uh we should be able to watch x2 somewhere uh i do apologize for anybody who did try to watch man of steel if you had any trouble watching it uh, i was unaware at the time you can no longer rent them from amazon because of warner brothers streaming platform they pulled the ability to rent all their movies from amazon which is like real crappy yeah that's so because I, I we were i was trying to tell somebody to rent uh mad max and like it's not available on amazon i was like what that's insane fury road is definitely on amazon i went and looked and i started looking at every, every warner brothers movie and they're all they've all been removed so you can still rent them on youtube but youtube's slightly more expensive for some reason so this movie i'm sure you can find if nowhere else on amazon for you know two dollars to watch it in standard definition if you don't own it for some reason you know maybe you're a real x-men fan question mark maybe you bought the x2 2 dvd pack which included x1 x-men not united and then x2 x-men united but did not include x3 which i forget what it's called <laughs> x3 the one people didn't really like <laughs> is that the last stand Fuck. yeah last stand I, I seriously couldn't remember what it was called i was like it has a name i just remember that movie exists which means um we have to do it eventually <laughs> No, it means I quit the podcast. No, oh, all right, that's fair. I'm surprised that's what did it. I feel like Suicide Squad. I thought there, I thought there was a 50 50 chance Suicide Squad would end the podcast. Oh, well, he's gone. So I guess come next week, and I'll, I'm sure I can talk him back by then, probably. <laughs>